You're listening to RazorCast, USA's hottest podcast, bringing you cutting-edge interviews from leading industry professionals. Hello, everyone. This is Liz Harvey coming to you from our studios in New York City, where we are dedicated to bringing you top-quality advice from many of the leading expert professionals across the U.S. In today's episode, we are speaking with Dr. Greg Olson, a wellness expert in Lake Forest, California. Dr. Olson graduated from Los Angeles College of Chiropractic in 1994 and specializes in restoring health to patients through functional medicine, rehabilitation, neurology, kinesiology, chiropractic care, and more. Today we are going to talk about a very important topic. What is cranial facial release and how it can help you? Hi, Dr. Olson. How are you today? I'm doing great, Liz. Thank you for asking. It's great to hear from you. Well, let's get started by answering this question. What is cranial facial release and how does it work? All right. That's a great topic. I love talking about cranial facial release um, and giving people an understanding about how it works. So cranial facial release is an advanced uh, intracranial adjustment. Intracranial means um, we're working on uh, adjusting or helping to move and mobilize the cranial bones. So cranial facial release, um, we say, is an intranasal balloon-assisted cranial adjustment. So from what, it, from what the description is, um, basically what we're doing is inserting a small balloon into the nose, into what's called the nasopharynx. Um, some people think we're going into the sinuses. We do not go into the sinuses. Um, it's an area in the nasopharynx. So the nasopharynx is that passageway from the nose to the back of the throat. Um, lining that cavity there are it's very uh, richly um, backed by different, the different cranial bones. One of the most important ones is the sphenoid bone. Uh, the sphenoid bone uh, is like the cog in the wheel. It basically uh, stretches across through the middle of the cranium. Um, you have plates on the, that go to the outer side that you can feel. Um, but in the inner part there, uh, the sphenoid bone forms the, the uh, again, the cog or the balancing mechanism for what can drive cranial bone movement. Um, and so uh, one might ask, who cares about cranial bone movement? And I understand. Uh, but from a clinical standpoint, that cranial bone movement is basically driving brain function. Uh, if we look at, uh, at imaging studies, we can see how with your breathing, that that drives the pumping of, uh, of the, the, cranial, the cranial motion. Um, and through that, it's called cerebral spinal fluid. Basically, uh, that innervation, that, that um, um, movement and vibrant uh, energy that the brain needs, okay? Uh, there was a, a recent conference that I was at. Uh, they were showing uh, an open brain surgery for somebody who had a stroke. Um, this was uh, post-stroke, and you could see that the brain was, was uh, lying still. There was basically no pulsating, no movement to it, um, which is... Uh, in any form of uh, kind of life movement is not not good. So uh, once that um, clot was cleared, um, you could see the b brain again be uh, begin to pulsate, and you could see the vibrancy, and you could picture how that pumping of the brain tissue uh, would be vital for getting uh, just the the movement, the 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 nutrients, and the cerebral spinal fluid to the brain to supply that proper function. So. Um, so that was fascinating, and uh, additional uh, advanced imaging with regard to uh, uh, MRI studies have also shown that in live motion, uh, how that, that, that movement is occurring. So 
just like in other areas in the body, if we have restrictions in how the body is able to move, we're going to see problems with that. So in the cranial area, when that restriction occurs, we can see everything from uh, restrictions in breathing capacity. Um, one of the areas that I tend to focus on is neurological function. Um, I'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but the basics of this and how it works is that uh, by inflating the balloon into that nasopharynx area, it helps to release restrictions in that sphenobasilar junction and, and respiratory mechanism, allowing the cranial bones to move, allowing the dural tension or the tension of uh, the membrane around the brain and the cerebrospinal fluid to move more freely, allowing that brain to uh, be optimized in its function. And what symptoms or conditions does the cranial facial release technique help improve? That is a great question. I uh, like that as well. Cranial facial release um, can can impact the body in many different ways. Uh, again, as I was mentioning earlier, the most common reason that I work with that with is I'm looking at uh, neurological impacts. When I do a neurological evaluation, uh, there's times where we can see different areas of the brain uh, may not be working properly and through evaluation determine that that's uh, being caused by or associated with restrictions in that cranial bone movement, restrictions in the cerebral spinal fluid, and called dural tension that's in that area. So um, that is uh, uh, we say, what can it help in, improve. Uh, so different terms with it. There's patients that I work with that have um, um, had head injuries um, and results in what's called mild traumatic brain injury. Um, there's patients who have more severe trauma and it actually uh, what we call a traumatic brain injury. So when those occur, we actually see uh, brain-related symptoms, and that can be movement dysfunction, uh, different types of palsies or uh, inability to move certain muscles and patterns. Um, very commonly, uh, we'll see sensory uh, ab uh, abnormalities, uh, people being uh, overly sensitive to light or sound or not being able to process them properly, um, and that can produce ADD, ADHD-type symptoms in kids and adults. Um, so direct mechanically in those, sometimes um, it can be uh, temporomandibular or TMJ-type problems uh, can be associated with that. Um, facial pain, head pain, um, breathing obstruction. Um, so uh, older patients who uh, experience some types of sleep apnea or um, restricted blood flow uh, will see uh, great uh, improvement in their uh, breathing and airflow with that. Uh, MMA fighters or uh, UFC fighters, who uh, even boxers who uh, get that head trauma, getting hit in the face, uh, will definitely typically get these restrictions. And many times they've had, uh, you know, broken noses and they have trouble breathing. Um, they also get uh, great relief uh, relief with this, and uh, you know, very commonly so. Wow, I can breathe! I can breathe again for the first time in years. Uh, oftentimes helps many of these areas that have just never been touched by other therapies or treatments. And is this treatment appropriate for people of all ages? You know, cranial facial release uh, is definitely appropriate for people of all ages. Uh, um, the younger the ages are less likely to need it, um, and so that has to be carefully evaluated. Um, so more commonly, it's uh, going to be people who've had uh, head traumas, um, but if we look at head traumas, that can be as early as the birth process um, with the head being pushed through the birth canal, that can create asymmetry, that can create uh, imbalances in that cranial bone movement. And so uh, 
So it could be as early as, uh, you know, the uh, very early infant ages, uh, all the way up to uh, somebody in their 80s or 90s. So uh, definitely can be evaluated for and is appropriate um, when we determine that that's, that is necessary. And do people commonly receive this treatment in conjunction with other chiropractic treatments? Craniofacial release uh, you know, is oftentimes done with other chiropractic treatments. Uh, it is a specialized treatment. There are very few uh, doctors that uh, perform this treatment. Um, but in my practice, uh, I will commonly do the craniofacial release uh, with other treatment. Uh, depends upon what we're working with with the patient. Uh, but that is definitely something that's usually done in conjunction with to support the process and getting everything working together. And for someone new to this technique, what is a typical treatment session like, and how often would someone need to receive the treatment? You know, that's a very that's a great question. Uh, you know, if you're new to this um, and wondering what it's like, the description is is. Um, you know, th there's definitely a, an odd feeling when you have a balloon in, in, you know, inserted into the nasal area. Um, once the treatment's actually done where the balloon is inflated, the most common uh, way of thinking about it is if you were diving into a pool and you feel kind of that pressure build up in your, in your face or head. Um, it's the kind of involvement that it feels like, um, except it happens much more quickly. So the treatment, uh, once the balloon is inflated, typically is two to three seconds. It's inflated and then removed. Um, and then uh, as far as... Um, how often would someone need to receive this treatment? Uh, there's a, it can go a couple of ways. There's uh, you know patients who we do it once with, and that's all they need. Um, a very common start with it is uh, there are three uh, chambers in the nasal pharynx on each side, and we will do uh, an initial uh, treatment plan of doing uh, four sessions. Uh, each session, one is one uh, uh, nasal, uh, one uh, cranial facial release is done on each side, uh, and then. Uh, so we cover each of the three chambers, and the fourth treatment would be going back and treating the most restricted or worst area on each side, and then evaluating what kind of progress was made. Well, thank you, Dr. Olson. We know you're busy, so I just want to thank you for your time and your help today. Uh, you're welcome. It was great talking to you today, Liz. And for our listeners across the country, if you are interested in speaking with the doctor, please visit www.askdrolson.com or call 949-859-5192 to schedule an appointment. On behalf of our team, we want to thank you for listening, and we look forward to bringing you more top-quality content from our country's leading experts. You've been listening to... RazorCast, USA's hottest podcast, bringing you cutting-edge interviews from leading industry professionals.